0: The rescue from the Greek motor vessel Napsiporos is likely to be recalled for a long time to come as one of the great exploits of the lifeboat service. It took place on the 2nd of December, 1966. Three lifeboats were called out that day. The lifeboat from Douglas and the Isle of Man made a long and arduous search, but did not in fact make contact with the vessel, and recalled when it was learnt that two other lifeboats had done so. These were the lifeboats from Hollyhead and Moilbury. In command of the Moilbury lifeboat was Coxswain Richard Evans, who for a rescue seven years earlier had been awarded the RNLI's highest award for gallantry, the gold medal. This award was so rare that at the time it was conferred there had been only three gold medals since the end of the war in 1945. Cox and Evans will now
1: tell what first happened aboard the military lifeboat. On December the 2nd we had already been out with two ships with our lifeboats and as we were heaving the lifeboat up the slipway we were called out again to assist the Hollyhead lifeboat to get the crew of a Greek ship, the Napsiporas, which was rapidly drifting onto the rocks. We launched immediately and the conditions were very bad indeed. As by now, the ebb tide had come to work against the sea. And we had to drive our little lifeboat, it's a 42-footer, against tremendous seas. We were making very very heavy weather, and I noticed the lifeboat was diving very much more than usual. Suddenly, when she leapt out of the water, I noticed that the lifeboat, the life uh, ventilator from the bow of the lifeboat had been wrenched clean out of its socket, and the front part of the lifeboat was full of water. We jammed an oilskin Jacket into the hole and carried on full speed towards the west mouse we reached the nafsi about half past four it was just about getting dark
0: in command of the hollyhead lifeboat was coxswain thomas alcock it happened that day that the inspector of lifeboats for the northwest lieutenant commander harold harvey was in hollyhead hearing that the lifeboat had been called out he made his way to the boathouse found the crew about to launch with the agreement of the coxswain he took his place as a member of the crew. Lieutenant commander Harvey will now tell of the next stages in this rescue.
2: On our first run-in in in our attempt to get alongside the Natsiphoras we found ourselves swept by the tide under the counter of the ship which was pounding and rolling and suffered Considerable superficial damage the coxswain was able to pull the lifeboat away and we hauled off to take stock a discussion followed and In this discussion the coxswain was assessing the future behavior and action and He made the suggestion to me that in view of the undoubted drama that was to follow and the absence of one of his most experienced men I might consider and wish to take the wheel he would lead his crew on deck in his attempt to get the Greek men aboard with the approval of the principal members of the Holyhead crew I took the wheel and we were conditioning our minds to make further attempts at rescue we were rather surprised, and perhaps to some extent distiluted, by the sight of a helicopter approaching from the land. When it became apparent that the helicopter had hauled away and was unable to operate over the ship, we began to make our run in. Having made four or five, we were about to round for a further attempt. I turned off to see that everything was clear astern of us, and at this instance, the Beautiful sight of the Mofri boat crossing our stern hit our eyes. Here she was, this lovely boat, sleek grey superstructure, completely awash, sleeking across. Now she was obviously shaping up for a, a determined run-in, and we stood off rather like a taxi on a rank and watched her progress. She got pretty near, and in fact we wondered whether in fact the job was going to be done. However, with the movement of the lifeboat hanging down over the ship's side, very near the jumping ladder, and with the violence of the movements of the ship, she hauled off again. Now it was our turn, and we made our, our final run in, the run in which we made our first contact. We found ourselves, by adjusting our ribs on the, both engines, and positioning our boat to the tide, laying down on her so that when we made contact, beam on we hit in fact the bottom of the jumping ladder now we were up 15 20 feet above the ladder and again the ladder above us as we tossed and rolled alongside her and we managed to take off in all five greek seamen at this we felt it was necessary to pull out again and make a run in a second time having pulled off the glorious sight of the moultrie lifeboat Almost alongside and just about to get there.
1: Cox and Evans will now take up the story again. I had experience of uh, a similar instance with a Hindley in 1959, but I did not have the same lifeboat and I did not know how she would behave in such tremendous ease. However, we managed to get 10 men off and uh, were shouting at the other four. Most probably I was shouting to them in Welsh and they were answering me back in Greek that they were not going to leave the ship. And we kept off, but our we realized our boat was severely battered. And uh, we made for head following the Hollyhead lifeboat, because some of the crew of the Nafseporis had been jarred and some of them were violently sick. London to me, (coughs) had.
0: A member of the military crew on that day was Captain David Jevons, a master mariner, who was at that time in command of the Empress of England. He had taken his place in the military lifeboat as an ordinary member of the crew. Um, On the lighter side of things, on the lighter side of things, um, the biggest disappointment of the day that I remember was that after several hours of this extreme cold um Coxon evans um, gave the order that we should break out a bottle of rum to preserve our body and soul to our utter horror when the second coxin finally got forward into the rum locker he found that every single bottle had been broken there was just a strong smell left it and no rum to drink that is the only heartbreaking thing that i remember of the day in conclusion i must say as a deep sea man who was honored to be allowed to go with these men. The seamanship that day impressed me to an extent that I shall remember it for the rest of my life. The four, the four men who told this story all received medals for gallantry from the president of the Royal National Lifeboat Institution, Princess Marina, Duchess of Kent, as did all the other members of the two lifeboat crews. Coxon Evans was awarded a bar to his gold medal and thus became the only living man to have received the gold medal twice. Lieutenant Commander Harvey became the first inspector of lifeboats in history to receive the gold medal for gallantry. Coxon Alcock, was awarded the silver medal, Captain Jems the bronze medal. My name is
1: Annie Jago. I am a senior lifeguard with the RNLI and I'm also volunteering for the lifeboat crew. If you want to hear more stories from the RNLI's 200 Forces collection, then head to rnli.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. 200 Voices
2: is an Adventurous Audio Limited production for the RNLI.